0: Hey guys, it's Dominique and I am back with another episode of the Wise Words Podcast. I just want to say thank you guys so much for continuously tuning in and listening to new content, new episodes when they're posted. Of course, there has been a little hiatus. of no episodes and that's just because it's been the holiday season guys um i did repost the thanksgiving episode that i did last year and so when i was thinking about it i was like okay so last year i did all of my holiday episodes like i i did episodes even on the week of the holiday and then i was thinking about i said okay so now i can use those episodes whenever the holiday comes now because then i can actually take that time to you know enjoy my family and rest from work and things like that so thank you guys just for you know hanging in there tuning in with me regardless hopefully everyone had a great holiday now i am super excited guys for today's episode because we have a guest yay and you guys know me i love to be bring great guests on right guests who can give really unique and helpful perspectives to the topics that we discuss And so the topic that we've been on for the past two weeks is trauma. So if you haven't listened to Trauma Part 1 and Trauma Part 2, I encourage you to go and listen to those episodes. Today is going to be Trauma Part 3. (laughs) And who I have brought on for this episode is Dr. Erica Holmes. She is a wonderful Christian clinician. When I discovered her and what she does and, you know, where her heart is, i was just in awe and i was like oh my goodness i have to get this woman you know on my podcast and so i just thank god that she was able to speak you know on today and that The Holy Spirit even led me to like discover her and be like, oh, wow, like, who is this, you know, and this is what she does, you know, her mission, everything that she does is incredible. And I really feel like you guys will benefit so much from the discussion that me and her have concerning trauma, not just trauma itself, but also how it can affect your walk with God and your, you know, faith. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Don't forget to like this podcast, give it a five star rating, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to share it with someone who you feel like it might encourage or enlighten. And don't forget to check out my book, How to Become a Mentally Fit Christian, available on Amazon, $2.99 for the ebook and $5.99 for the print version. All right, guys, I do not want to hold you guys any longer because like I said, I'm super excited for you guys to listen to our discussion. So without further ado, I give you my guest, Dr. Erica Holmes.
1: Hi there. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm
0: doing great. Thank you so much again for agreeing to do this. I am
1: super, super excited. Of course. Thank you for asking. I'd love to join.
0: Absolutely. Um, so we can go ahead and get started. Um, if you don't mind, would you please just share with my audience who you are, what you do, and just a few you know facts about yourself so that they can get to know you a little better?
1: got it. Well, um, my name is Dr. Erica Holmes. I'm a licensed professional counselor, a nationally certified counselor. Um, and a prepare and rich um, marriage counselor and re-engage marriage group facilitator. I graduated from Liberty University with my doctorate degree in community care and counseling with an emphasis on marriage and family. Uh, so I specialize in relationship counseling, ministry related stressors, crises, depression, anxiety, and a few other mental health disorders.
0: Okay, awesome. And so we I do know that you have your own, you know, practice of Christian counseling. Um, Would you mind sharing a little bit of info about that as well?
1: Absolutely. So the practice is called the Counseling Den Christian Counseling Center. We're located uh, in South Haven, Mississippi. Uh, We are a 501c3 nonprofit entity. And our mission is to provide quality counseling services, Christian counseling services that promote mental health and the Christian faith. Um, And our focus is on serving the underserved in the population, whether that's uninsured, underinsured. Um, And so we have several different avenues that we do that as far as supporting the community um, through sliding scales for the uninsured, um, great referral programs, working with the school district um, and offering employee assistance programs. Wow.
0: And I just want to say, I really love what you do. (laughs) I know that I've more than likely said this to you, you know, prior to today, but just definitely, you know, what you do is awesome because there are so many, especially in the African-American community who cannot afford mental health services. Mm -hmm. So anytime I hear someone who is, you know, doing their own practice that serves that population, the underinsured or those who really may need the services and don't have the resources, it's just always really grateful to hear or really awesome to hear. So I just want to thank you so much for what you do for the community.
1: Well, to God be the glory. I'm just grateful that he put uh, the vision on my heart and I'm so looking forward uh, to even expanding from here to make it even more accessible uh, to the people who need it most.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So Dr. Erica, um, as I told you, you know, we have been talking about trauma. Um, I've done some episodes talking about it just because I feel like a lot of people need a little bit more education about trauma and what it is, how it can affect us, even how it can, you know, kind of bleed into our walk with God or our Christianity and our faith. And so just starting off um, what I wanted to ask you. As a you know, Christian clinician, what barriers have you seen whenever you are, you know, helping clients? What barriers do you see when it comes to trauma? What do you feel like is hard for them when they're trying to overcome trauma or what gets in the way?
1: Yeah, well, I think the first thing that I have to start with is acknowledging that you do in fact have trauma issues or you've mm-hmm. experienced trauma because a lot of people don't recognize uh, that that's what's been going on with me. Um, so people tend to exist inside these toxic environments and they've done so for so long um, that we assume it to be normal. Right. Yeah. So, you know, as humans, we learn to adapt to our environments or our crisis situations as opposed to healing from them. Right. Um, so I guess in many cases, it's um, you know, we're simply unaware that we have, by definition, experienced a trauma. Uh, but I would add to that, for those who do recognize that they've experienced trauma, one of those stumbling blocks would probably be shame and guilt. Um, mm-hmm. We're not always upfront with the hurt that we've endured um, because of, you know, cultural differences, whether it's we feel like it shows weakness or, you know, something else along those lines, or we simply just don't know how to deal with it. So I think the first thing I'd say is is acknowledgement that the trauma actually exists. Mm-hmm. And then I think the second thing is this um, conflict that we have between what our brain and our body communicates to us versus what the Christian faith communicates to us about dealing with trauma and healing. Um, And what I mean by that is I think often we come to believe that our troubles should be remedied through our faith in God, our acceptance of Jesus as our savior and our faith that he can heal. And while all three of those things are 100 percent true Mm -hmm. uh, and faith is an integral part of the healing process, it doesn't always by itself stop the effects of trauma. Right. You know, the flashbacks or nightmares, racing thoughts, disruptive, you know, sleep patterns. Um, sometimes there's something additional that needs to happen there. Um, and so I think that sometimes I've found that my clients feel that their faith isn't strong enough and that's why they're continuing to deal with these symptoms. hmm. They start to question whether or not they are as strong a Christian as they thought they were, Uh, you know, whether or not they're actually believing in the one true living God. Um, And so we deal a lot not only with the initial trauma when it comes to Christians, but also the spiritual aspect of questioning whether or not they, they are still experiencing those symptoms because of a lack of faith.
0: Yes, and I agree with all of that, right? Um, especially because I, I feel like a lot of people have that tug of war. I feel mm-hmm. like it's like that mental fight of, oh my goodness, if I'm, you know, admitting that I have trauma, am I, you know, discounting my faith, or am I, you know, saying I don't trust God or that I don't believe in Him? When really, I feel like it's dialectic. You can say, you know, you can acknowledge you mm-hmm. have a traumatic thing that you have to overcome, and like as you said perfectly. It may require a little bit more because if you're having flashbacks or if you're having, you know, trauma symptoms, it's going to require a little bit more to deal with those or to
1: cope with those. Absolutely. And, you know, from my perspective, if you're in a clinical profession such as this and you're dealing with um, worldly issues such as trauma, right, because we were born into a world of sin. And so you're going to have hurt. You're going to have disappointments. If we're not equipped as Christians and truly believe that God created all things, including the counseling process, and he can work through all of those things in order to bring healing, then I think we do ourselves a disservice.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100 percent agree. And I hope that more churches will also adapt more um, inclusivity when it comes to the discussion of mental health and how, hey, it's OK to see a therapist. It's OK to use these different you know, avenues to help heal, like you said. So that way we're not doing ourselves a disservice and just literally stewing in trauma while still. Oh, but I have faith that, you know, things will get better.
1: Oh, I agree a hundred percent. And there is a population of trauma-informed conge- congressional care that is starting to emerge and starting to grow, and that's such a beautiful thing. I know traditionally uh, it's simply just been a truth that pastoral counseling programs mm-hmm. offer church leaders really no in-depth training about the integrative approaches of healing for trauma. Right, that topic's largely been reserved for clinical counseling programs at educational establishments. However, it does create this gap because the church is where people will typically go when they are hurting. It's where they go to find hope and relief seek Mm -hmm. answers, right? So when the church is unable to address those issues, in my experience, Christians sometimes feel broken beyond repair or like there's no hope for them. Um, And so, yes, I'd love to see more trauma-informed congressional care begin to come into play. And if not within the church, at least a very strong, a referral system to Christian counselors outside of the church that would be able to kind of pick up where um, the pastoral counseling leaves off.
0: Absolutely. So kind of going off of that, what approaches do you feel like work best um, with clients who are, have a history of trauma, who are trying to, you know, heal from trauma and who are also Christian? What approaches have you seen that have been like the most successful?
1: Yeah, so I would definitely say uh, dialectical behavior therapy, or DBT, and mm-hmm. trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. They're both therapeutic techniques that are highly effective in treating trauma um, if you choose to pursue you know, professional counseling, and they're also highly compatible with the Christian faith. Um, and I know there's kind of been this back and forth dynamic between science and faith for years upon years those two in particular when dealing with trauma there's a lot of overlap there and it's very easy to incorporate your faith aspects as part of your healing process um as far as like the the practical implementation of techniques uh, that would be helpful i'm very very fond of second corinthians 10 and 5 uh, mm-hmm. that tells us that we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take every thought captive to make it obedient to christ right so the the of taking your thoughts captive can be a tedious one, but it helps you to become more aware of the truths and the lies that you ascribe to, right? It also gives you an opportunity to correct those thoughts and make sure that they align with God's word. And you can rest assured that your healing is linked to the truth. Um, And so as Christians, that truth is God's word.
0: Yes. And
1: just piggybacking
0: off of that, because, of course, that's what, you know, where I'm working right now. We do a lot of DBT Mm -hmm. and I can 100 percent agree with you that I feel like it is a really effective treatment approach. Um, There are even like specific skills that you learn in DBT. And a lot of those skills incorporate like prayer and Mm -hmm. mindfulness. And I believe I did an episode um, previously that was talking about how mindfulness and worship, and prayer can go hand in hand. Because when you're being mindful, you're literally intentional in the moment. Absolutely. and. I was saying, you know, what better way to ground yourself or to, you know, become closer to God in prayer than knowing, okay, in this moment, this is what I'm experiencing right now. And I'm casting my cares, you know, on God, as it says in the scripture, right? I'm casting my anxiety on him because he cares about me. And that's what you're doing in mindfulness. You literally are just centering yourself. And so DBT talks so much and it puts a lot of emphasis around it. So I agree, definitely um, recommending that for people who are trying to heal from trauma.
1: Mm Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And and so what, because I noticed, noticed that you did give us a scripture, which was great. So do you have any other scriptures that you feel like could help those who are dealing and healing from trauma?
1: Um, I think I, I tend to lean in, into uh, Romans 12 and 2, right, which tells us don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And I think that scripture, along with Second Corinthians 10 and five, um, gives us a firm foundation. Upon which to confront and change thought processes, emotions, and behavior. Uh, and what I love about each of those is that they are empowering statements. Right? They're yeah. not questions or suggestions, but empowering statements with either a purpose or a promise attached. Um, and and so it you know it is God's word, it is infallible, it is what he wants us to do. And so it's empowering for us, it allows us to kind of take that by the reins and say, you know what, this is something that I can do. I can change what's happening within my my cognitive processes, which is then obviously going to affect the way that I feel and the behavior uh, that I exhibit going forward.
0: Absolutely, yes, I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. So going off of that as
1: well, you know, with the scripture
0: references, is there any advice that you would give to our audience, those who are Christians, who may be having some struggles? Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with depression and I'm still trying to serve in my church. I feel like I'm, you know, in this tug of war. Is there any words of wisdom or encouragement or advice that you would give to those who are listening?
1: Sure. Um, I think first I would say hold tight to God's word right, yes. and find a therapist that does the same find you a safe place to process the trauma, uh, the distress, whatever it is that you've experienced in a therapeutic setting. Um, everybody has a capacity, right? And when you reach mm-hmm. your capacity, when you're filled with capacity, um, what's going to come out, even in your serving or trying to do good, might not necessarily be the good stuff. Uh, that might not be what people encounter. So definitely get you a therapist so that you can, um, can work through those things. But then I would also say practice mindful self-care and -hmm. that helps you to prioritize good stewardship over this vessel that God has blessed you with. It's not selfish and it's not self-centered to practice self-care. It's good stewardship. Um, and, and so we have to steward all things that God has given us well. So take time to take care of yourself. And if I had to give you one more, I would say surround yourself with uplifting Christians who are striving towards the same mental wellness that you are.
0: Yes. And I think that that was really powerful. What you just said, you know, about how, you know, it's not selfish when you're doing that self-care, but it's proper stewardship, right? It's good stewardship. And I think a lot of Christians get confused with that. They do think um, I'm being selfish if I take care of myself or I'm being selfish. If I set boundaries, knowing that I'm kind of overextending myself, Mm -hmm. And I'm dealing with this, but I'm also trying to serve and I'm also trying to, you know, help and, you know, give what I can. Um, I think that that was just a really great statement. You know, I think a lot of times we forget about stewardship and how important it is. You know, it's like God gave us this earthly body. So we have to take care of it. We have to take care of ourselves.
1: Absolutely. And we owe it to him to do that. That's how we um, that's how we go forward and do his work. Well, right. If we are well. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. And I think that that's also what a lot of people may tend to either, you know, forget or it's a misconception. It's like, that's what God wants for us. He wants us to be at our best. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to be at your best. If you are battling trauma, and you're not knowing how to deal with it, you're not knowing how to cope with it, or you feel like you're in this constant tug of war. And so hopefully after this hearing this conversation, someone listens to it and it's like, you know what, they're absolutely right. You know, like God loves me and he wants me to be at my best. I can't be at my best until I heal or until I cope with this, you know, pain that I've been carrying.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more.
0: Yes. So I just want you to, you know, because I I can already tell that people are going to hear this and they're going to say, wait, how can I learn more about this woman or how can I get connected with this woman? So is there any way um, that you want to just share really quickly how people can connect with you, um, how
1: they can get in touch with you and your practice? Absolutely so you can uh, always call the practice directly um, and I don't mind giving that number here it's 901 647 9167 you can also find out more information about the counseling den and what we do uh, on our website and that's dot um and you can also find us on facebook
0: awesome awesome well dr erica Thank you so, so much. I cannot thank you enough for just agreeing to come onto my podcast and share your wisdom with everyone. It has truly blessed me, and I, I am really confident it's going to bless others who are listening to it as well. And my prayers that you just continue to thrive in your practice. What you're doing is awesome, like I said. I truly you know, am thankful for it. I think it's great, and I know it's going to impact so many lives. And so, you know, many people who need it. So just thank you again so much for blessing me with your presence
1: today, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: So before we conclude this episode, guys, I just wanted to give one small caveat to kind of piggyback off of what Dr. Erica Holmes was saying about the approaches that do best with trauma and still being able to integrate your Christianity, you know, faith into your healing process, Um, TFCBT and DBT. So I know that I talked about TFCBT in one episode. So like I said, if you haven't listened to Trauma um, part one, I encourage you to go listen to that. However, um, just to talk a little bit more about DBT, um, Dialectical Behavior Therapy, like I said, that's what I am in the process of learning as a pre-licensed clinician now, and what my prayer and hope is to be certified in it whenever I do become fully licensed. Um Dialectical behavior therapy, guys, is really great because one of the main principles that the creator of it, which is um, Dr. Marsha Linehan, the woman who created it, you know, was focused on is that, you know, mindful practice, right? Like we, me and Dr. Erica was discussing how you should be, you know, present and intentional and living in the moment. And I feel like when you are a Christian, it's really important to be mindful because, that is how, for one, that's how we notice when God is speaking to us. That's how we know when the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us something or when the Holy Spirit is guiding us or, or you know, basically pushing us towards something. It takes you being intentional in the moment and not being lost in your thoughts. Now, if you're someone who is, you know, overcoming trauma in this very moment, that can be easier said than done. Right. Because your mind is probably overloaded with traumatic thoughts and flashbacks and all these ruminating thoughts. And so if you are someone who is interested in DBT, I would highly suggest one, um, you do your research. So definitely, um, do the research that you want on either TFCBT, which is trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy, or DBT, which is dialectical behavior therapy. You can search it. You could, you know, look at the different approaches, the different practices. And then once you've done a research and you're like, OK, I feel like this may be something that, you know, can help me or something that I might be interested in. I encourage you to find therapists or clinicians who are certified or who specialize in those two approaches that can help you with your trauma, right? And one thing that I really love about DBT is because the skills that you learn, because you learn a bunch of skills, right? Whenever you're doing DBT and each skill teaches you how to get through stressful situations in life. And I think that it's one of my favorite approaches. It has become one of my favorite approaches. It's because you don't have to put your you know, faith. You don't have to put your walk with God to the side in order for this approach to be effective. You can actually integrate it into it, right? So like I was, t- you know, saying with Dr. Erica about how, you know, one of the skills actually incorporates the word prayer, you know? So you can use prayer to kind of help you center through a stressful moment or a distressful time and it helps you to become centered and it helps you to say, you know what, what is the best thing to do in this moment right now. I also like DBT because it does put an emphasis on meaning and purpose along with the mindfulness. And what better thing, you know, for a Christian (laughs) to focus or to ground themselves and to realize that your life has meaning. And we know this because of scripture, right? We know this because of Romans 8, 28. We know this because of Jeremiah 29, 11. We have literally proof after proof in the Bible that reminds us that we have purpose and that we have meaning in our life. So that's why I also feel like, you know, DBT is a really great approach. So I would just encourage you guys, you know, do your research, try to find therapists or clinicians like Dr. Erica said, who not only embody these two approaches because they are really helpful when it comes to overcoming trauma, but also someone who loves, you know, God, who has that same foundation as you because that's what's going to help you catapult to the next level of healing is someone who can understand you not only on a mental level but on a spiritual level and integrating the two together rather than keeping them separate so just want to throw a little small caveat before we conclude the episode hopefully you guys will you know take this as that push to you know what i'm going to do my research i'm going to look more into this and hopefully you guys are able to find a clinician. Or therapists who can help you overcome whatever trauma that you may be battling, or help someone else who may be trying to overcome trauma. Alright, guys, that concludes this episode of the wise words podcast. Like I said, I really hope you guys enjoy my conversation with Dr. Erica Holmes. Like I said, she's wonderful. She's awesome. And I just thank God so much for her. And just for her, you know, taking time out of her schedule to come and speak on my show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys are looking forward to more guests that we will have in the future, who can give us more interesting perspectives and you know, help us to really dive deep into this stuff because it's important to talk about the these things right as Christians as you know people who are trying to navigate our mental health we got to have these conversations right so hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode I just thank you guys so much like I said for all of your love and support to the wise words podcast hopefully you guys will continue to rock with me as we continue to dive into some you know pretty interesting topics like I said I got a whole list guys so I just ask that y'all continue to keep me in prayer keep praying for me thank you to those who are praying for me and my loved ones and you know, just continue to also send your questions, send your suggestions, send your feedback. I always appreciate it. I love, you know, hearing everybody else's perspectives and thoughts, especially when it's helpful to me to make the podcast something that you guys can benefit from, right? And something that you guys can learn from. So like I said, y'all know what to do. <laughs> Five star rating on Apple podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoy your week. I pray that everybody can, you know, Enjoy the week, you know, without any stressors, without anything major getting in the way. Looks like it's supposed to rain all week. Eh, That's fun. (laughs) And it's getting cold. I can't believe it's December, guys. Like, it's already the end of the year. I can't even believe it. But I'm really excited for 2023, you know. Like I said, it's just another opportunity for God to do something great in our lives. So, hey. I'm rocking and (laughs) rolling and hopefully you guys are as well. So thanks guys. I love y'all and until next time, God bless.